I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. The Everybody Eats Chefs host their first big fundraiser this weekend at the Fittler Club. All five of our chefs are going to be in the kitchen. We'll be out talking to the guests. And Fittler Club is opening up for non-members to come in and enjoy a dinner in the igloos. And if you haven't yet heard of this group, Everybody Eats is a collaborative group of chefs of color from the city of Philadelphia that go to underserved neighborhoods to feed them. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadas Kuznets with Chef Stephanie Willis, who is a private chef and also the founder of Everybody Eats. And we're talking about Everybody Eats at the Fittler Club, which is the fundraising effort for their Everybody Eats initiative. So... First of all, Stephanie, tell us what Everybody Eats is. Absolutely. Everybody Eats is a collaborative group of chefs of color from the city of Philadelphia that go to underserved neighborhoods to feed them. We started during the pandemic in the in the time of social unrest, right after the murder of George Floyd, when the city was going crazy. We targeted a neighborhood in West Philadelphia where all of the grocery stores, corner stores, and bodegas were completely decimated. So there was no place for people in the neighborhood to get fresh food. It was a literal food desert. So what I did was reach out to my chef friends to see what we can do naturally what we do is feed people so it just felt just felt like the right thing to do to pop up in this neighborhood and feed these people so in two days we raised over ten thousand dollars to feed over 600 people in west philadelphia now was that like through a gofundme like that was just people (laughs) donating that was people donating via instagram we literally i've literally made a post on instagram and put my cash app up and my venmo and it was just going and going and going and then we also had a lot of restaurant friends around the city mike solomonov vetri a kitchen ellen from four a plethora of chefs that just donated prepared meals already. We had people dropping off goods, toilet paper, any anything that you can get from the grocery store that wasn't accessible because all of the stores were burned down, we made happen, which was really cool. And since then, we saw that there was a serious need for food security in the city of Philadelphia. And we want to make sure that we are making our mark and do what we do best. So fast forward to today and in the future to February 21st. Yes. You still need to raise money because you are still out in the communities. Yes. So every other week we are feeding communities in the city of Philadelphia. We pick a different neighborhood every other week and we literally pop up with food. During the colder months, we're doing soup drives. In the, in the summer, if you've seen any of our social media pages or news articles, Vogue wrote about us. It's really a cookout. We have a DJ, we have the grill sparks, everything is safe and still COVID friendly. We make sure that 
All of our guests have masks on. If they don't have masks, we'll provide them. All of our volunteers have gloves on. Everybody is six feet apart. We keep it safe. And um, outdoors, right? And Even outdoors. in the winter. Even in the winter. It's it's freezing, but we're we're still here. So you gotta raise money. Yes, we have to raise money. The ultimate goal for everybody eats this court well this year is to hopefully find a home for us. We need space. We get a plethora of, of donations from different places, US foods, different restaurants, non-perishables from our wonderful supporters, and we need a place to put it. And then we're also all chefs. So all of the soups that are made during our soup drives are made by us. We usually have to rent a kitchen space. Thanksgiving, we did a pop-up in North Philly and also in Camden. And we fed a ton of people and all of that requires time and money and space. And we just need our own space. So this fundraiser at Fitler is going to be awesome. Sunday, February 21st, it starts at 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. We have DJ Active, who is a really great friend of ours, DJing. All five of our chefs are going to be in the kitchen. We'll be out talking to the guests and Fitler Club is opening up for non-members to come in and enjoy a dinner in the igloos. Tell me about the setup. How much are the dinners? So the dinners are $75 per person. It's three courses and an amuse-bouche to start. So for starters, I'm not going to give too much. You have to go to the website to look at the whole menu, but you have a selection of two choices. Everything will come out family style. You can share for as many people are at your table. And then we have two lovely desserts coming out as well. How much do you hope to raise? We hope to raise um, enough to cover our next few events. Being discreet, we do feed a lot of people with a little bit of money. So really anything helps. And the Fiddler Club is generous enough to donate 20% of all of the sales to Everybody Eats, which is really cool. What's on the horizon for Everybody Eats? Oh man, we have a jam-packed schedule until June. June is going to be our one-year anniversary for Everybody Eats, and we are looking to do a gala, a fundraising gala, which is going to be really fun and something for our volunteers. We have a, almost about 20 or 25 volunteers that come to our larger events and have been with us since day one, so we kind of want to give back to them as well, because they're out, they're hustling, they're promoting, they're sharing, they're boxing stuff up, they're doing a lot of things, and also the restaurant tour that help us with all of these events we want to make sure that we do something special for them as well so the fundraiser is definitely something that we're looking forward to again in the colder months we're doing soup drives every other week coming to springtime we'll roll back into our cookout season and then juneteenth is always going to be something special as well because you started on juneteenth that we was the in, we started in the beginning of june right after the riots we started and then two weeks later we had a big celebration a big celebration yes yeah what have you learned about food insecurity in philadelphia <sighs> And you know what? We got to pair that with racial inequality. Oh, man. What I've learned about food insecurity in Philadelphia is that it's alive. And it's something that kind of gets swept under the table. And it's not okay. There are neighborhoods that we go into. There's people that look like me that have been here. And sometimes they don't know what they're going to eat for dinner. And for me, being a mother, I've been in a position sometimes where I don't know what we're going to eat for dinner. I I didn't have it. And I wish there was somebody that looked like me that was able to come into a community and not just hand me a box of food. Here, take this. Like, we're literally giving people a hug. We want you to know that we care about you. We want you to be able to feed your families. And we don't just want to give you the fish. We want to teach you how to fish, too. So the next thing that we're going to be incorporating or trying to get with some of the politicians to show people the resources that are here and available to them. And also, I think it helps. Like, you're all chefs. Yes. You're not just philanthropists. You're chefs, too. So, 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 yeah, you're chefs first. So even if you have a box of food, like, you know what to do with it. Yes. Some people don't know what to do with it. Yes, so a lot, of, um, a lot of the boxes, I know me personally and a few of the other chefs, I'll take a box home myself. And a lot of the ingredients, some people have no idea what to do with them. And it'll take a little bit, but it's just a little bit of effort to really make a really well-balanced meal. So what we do is we'll take a box, 
of whatever we're giving out for said week and I'll use the ingredients to whip up a meal and I'll post it on my Instagram story. I'll post it on everybody eats Instagram story. But just so that, you know, you don't have to go get fast food. You don't have to, you just put a little bit more effort into your meal and then feed your family. And then people are like, oh, that looks good. Wait, you made that from the box? Yep. People are always like, wait a minute, how did you do that? And I'm like, look at my story. You'll see it. <laughs> What's your ultimate goal? What'd you, what, what would you like to see happen regarding food insecurity in Philadelphia? It's going to be an ongoing battle, but I would definitely want to see, um, I want to see it diminish. I want to know that what we're doing is not in vain and we're making a huge impact. And eventually when we do get our space, we want to train up minority youth that are interested in the restaurant business, in the restaurant industry, front of the house, back of the house. We want a garden. We want to be able to be sustainable and make sure that all of our produce, all everything that we can get is locally sourced. So we have a lot of really great plans for everybody eats in the future. What do you want to say about the racial inequality aspect of this? <sighs> I know there's a lot. There's a lot. It's a lot. Um, you know, we just the United States as a whole, Philadelphia, any inner city, we just need to do better. Almost everything is racially provoked and it's not okay, especially the things that just specifically happened in our city over the summer. It's sad. It hurts. It's something that we fight against every single day. And I don't know what's going to make it better, but I know that we're doing our part to make sure that our people know that we're here and it sucks, but we're going to get through it and we're going to keep it moving because that's what we do. You see it in food and medicine. In food and medicine and housing and everything and everything, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. You guys are doing great work out here. Thank you so much. What have you noticed? What have you seen? Oh, man, I've seen everything from little kids being so appreciative for book bags and school supplies to little old ladies that literally walked away crying just because they didn't have anything in their house after the riots. I've seen that we, we're definitely making a difference and we're, we're not going to stop. At this point, we can't stop. So we're just going to continue to do what we do and continue to make an impact. How does the virus play into all of this? <sighs> the virus plays into everything anymore. <laughs> In the beginning of the pandemic, after everybody was on lockdown, there was a lot of restaurants that were shut down. I know all of my friends were all chefs. Any restaurant that we worked at completely shut down. So for a lot of us, it was scary. We didn't know where our meals were coming. We didn't know where we were, when we were going to get paid. We didn't know what to expect. And all of us were volunteering at one of our friends' restaurants, South Philly Barbacoa, to feed people that didn't qualify for any type of assistance just not knowing where your next meal is going to come from is very very scary and it's a position that none of us would ever want to be in and like i said it's something that gets swept under the rug like people get forgotten about all the time and it's not okay um so the coronavirus definitely put a damper on, a damper on things seems like it really highlighted or made things even worse Yes, and it definitely highlighted food insecurity in our city, for sure, because there's a need for what we do, and there's a need for food. That's it. So everybody eats does what? It bring, I know that you bring food, but like, do you know about like how much of an impact you're making? Everybody eats brings awareness to what's happening in the city in regards to anti-hunger and food insecurity. But we, I mean, it's it's crazy because I'll have conversations with different people, and they're like, "Oh, everybody eats! Oh my gosh, we've read so many articles about you! It's 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 almost it's humbling. It's very humbling because it's really all started from something that we wanted to do from the kindness of our hearts, and here we are." six months later still going is it growing is it becoming this big thing it's definitely growing it's definitely becoming a big thing people look forward to our events 
every other week. We just had a really huge event with U.S. Foods, in which we fed restaurant workers around the city that were also, you know, some of them didn't qualify for unemployment or any kind of SNAP benefits or what have you. So it's a really cool thing what we're doing. I think a lot of people don't realize what they don't realize is that some people are like one paycheck away from not having anything. And I think that's um, that's become more noticeable now that the coronavirus is still here and thriving. Everybody has been in a position where you might not make it, but we're, we're definitely just going to keep doing our part and try to try to make a difference. So is that where you shifted? Was it during the coronavirus where you shifted your career from working in a restaurant to being a private chef? Yes. For sure. Um, I was actually dabbling a little bit prior to the coronavirus, but right before, actually the year before Corona is when I really kind of thrived in the private chef market. Out of passion or necessity or both? A little bit of both. I'm a single mom. So working long hours in a restaurant just wasn't feasible for me and my lifestyle with my child. However, having the ability to, you know, put my son on the bus, go take care of my clients, come home, get him off the bus, make him dinner, let him go to his dad's house or whatever until I'm done doing what I have to do. It kind of, it was a necessary lifestyle change for both of us nice so this fitler club event is this the first big like sit down dinner fundraiser that you that everybody eats has had this is the first sit-down dinner that Everybody Eats has had in a long while. Before we were Everybody Eats, we did pop-ups together. This was years ago, but this is the first time this year and since we've been Everybody Eats that we'll be in the kitchen serving people. <laughs> so we're really excited. We're really excited. So you're going to use this money, you said, to fund some of the upcoming events. Yes. Are you also going to use any of the money for, like you said, you wanted to find a place to put yes. your supplies? Our term goal is definitely funding our givebacks. Um, like I said, bi-weekly, we do these events in different neighborhoods in the city. And every time there's a food cost, there's transportation cost, there's, there's stuff that's just involved. The long-term goal is to finding a home for everybody eats. Yeah. And I think it's also important to note that you're five, six black chefs. Five black chefs, yes. And we all are very seasoned in our careers and we all have a lot going on. One of us... Kurt, he wears a million hats, just opened up a pizza shop in the middle of a pandemic. So we're, we're still rolling. We're still rolling individually and collectively, which is really cool. Yeah, it's great to see you out there because the community is probably, I, I mean, it's important to see diversity. Absolutely. And I think that's what's most important to me. A lot of times food banks or different organizations that do what we do go into communities where people don't look like them. They can't really relate. They don't know if it's like, this is something that I should take or like, are you just giving it to me because you feel bad? Like, what? why are you here? You know what I mean? So we come into communities where people look like us, where my family's from, where all of the chefs grew up in the neighborhoods and we create a different type of vibe. So pe necessary. People understand the connection. They're like, oh, I get it. Yes. People definitely understand the connection. They're like, okay, we can understand why you're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got it. So where can we get information and where can people pay to attend the dinner? Awesome. So if you go to our Instagram page, Everybody Eats Philly, there is a link in our bio. It's called www.7rooms, uh, Everybody Eats Filler Club, something like that. Click on that and you'll be able to purchase a ticket or you can go to our website and there's a link directly on there. So you have to buy in advance. Can you come on the day of or you can't come in the day? You can buy in advance, but if you don't want to come, you don't feel safe because of coronavirus, there is outdoor seating, first of all. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Fiddler Club, but it's huge. So there's indoor seating in Pennsylvania now, in Philadelphia now, um, but it's so spaced out that you don't have to worry about that. However, if you don't want to leave the house, 
you would still have to leave the house because you would have to pick it up. But <laughs> you can order takeout from, from Everybody Eats and all of that will be available on the website as well. So you can also help. You want to donate. You want to help out the cause. Yes. Get, get a good meal. Get a good meal. It's going to be an amazing meal. It's really, really, really good. What's the main? Um, so the main entrees, we have two main entrees to choose from. I'll give you just a small, a small little taste. We're going to do a little amuse-bouche. <laughs> Oh, the amuse-bouche is actually really cool. We have... Um, Uncle That's actually everything. Right. <laughs> we have Uncle Nearest, which is a black-owned whiskey. The first black-owned whiskey, which is amazing. We're doing a poached prawn Uncle Nearest cocktail sauce shooter. It sounds like a mouthful, and it will be, but it will be very, very delicious. And then for the entrees, Chef Greg is going to do a braised short rib, and I am going to do a whole fried snapper, which is going to be delicious. Making me hungry. <laughs> Sounds good. How many people can attend? Um, I believe throughout service there will be we'll be able to get 150 people in. That's from se different seatings between five and I think 7:30 is the last seating. And there is is a lim is there a limit for pickup? There is no limit for pickup. Get so, your food. Come support. <laughs> come support. Everybody eats at Fiddler Club. All right, Stephanie Willis is the founding chef of Everybody Eats. Their fundraising event is called Everybody Eats Fiddler. Yes. And that takes place on Sunday, February 21st. Yes. And if you'd like more information, you can go to everybodyeatsphilly.org or you can visit all of our social media handles at Everybody Eats Philly. And see all the delicious photos. And see all of the delicious photos and our beautiful faces. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stephanie. And good luck. I hope you raise a ton of money. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you. <laughs> That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at Food in the 215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.